Hello, and welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Today, we will be discussing 1984's Trancers. And, you know, Mike and I have noted numerous times that we're terrible at introducing ourselves. As always, I am Paul, and next to me is Mike. And today, we will have an extra special guest, Rico, <laughs> who is my father. And he will be joining us on our discussion of Trancers from 1984. So, Dad, thanks for joining us. And Mike uh, flew back in from New York on some business today. So, uh, Mike, thanks for joining us yeah. as well. <laughs> um, no, I'm ready. I'm all, I'm all hopped up on goofballs. Yeah, so <laughs> earlier <laughs> earlier today, uh, a couple hours ago, all together, we watched this movie, Trancers. And I have never seen this. I have not never even heard heard of this until maybe a few weeks ago that I put it on a saved list of movies. Um, it is a science fiction movie, and I, oftentimes we use different summaries from IMDb or Amazon or whatever. I'm going to use the Peacock summary because that, that really helped me out. And it's a trooper from 2247, Angel City, uh, goes back in time to 1985 Los Angeles to stop a zombie mystic out to change history. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's also funny to me that this movie is on Peacock. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> a lot of times we don't talk about these things. Uh, and, you know, if anyone's joined us for the first time, we're like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it until we record. And dad, it seems you're under the impression, which I try to keep hush hush that Mike and I found out a night ago that there are multiple parts to the Trancers <clears throat> franchise. Do you know how many parts there are? Six. Yeah, there are six parts to Trancers. Six. And one might be a Western? I Yeah, you, you guys should talk about this. I just want to note a couple of the titles of Trancers because it is crazy. And it spawns until early 2000s, I think. Yeah. I Trancers <laughs> 6 is 2002. Great. Uh, <clears throat> Tran Trancers 4, Jack of Swords. <laughs> Trancers 5, Sudden Death, that has a poster of <laughs> the main character on a horse and a handgun with a woman with a sword. And then I'm showing my dad the picture of, of this Trancers movie right here. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I am looking forward to the most. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know where to begin with Trancers. No. No one, no one knows where to begin with Trancers. Um one, it's so the the description talks about a wizard, a zombie mystic, zombie mystic. Um, we'll we'll get we'll get to that, but it's not none of that's really explained. Mm -hmm. He's just he's just a guy who can maybe possess people. He trances them. He trans. He, yeah, and he, then you become a trancer. But for what end and why we don't? Because he just wants to we also find out not everyone could be tranced only the the weak-minded only could the, be. the squids yeah only, only only the squids could do this before we go into maybe some scene by scene i want to note um uh that this movie came out in 1984 and it's overall billed as a sci-fi film and it's kind of a sci i mean it's at the core it's a sci-fi film but the special effects aren't really going to blow you away Again, this is 1984, and I wanted to write off to the side that we're dealing with 1983 Return of the Jedi and 1982 Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. This is all in existence, and this screams to me, these are the reasons I've never heard of Trancers. <laughs> that someone's like, Trancers? I'd rather watch Blade Runner or Return of the Jedi or anything with a budget, um, which Trancers did not, does not have. I also saw the director later goes on to direct a movie that we're planning to do with one of our friends, if Mike did not know that. 
And then uh, he later goes into the Evil Bong series, which is a... I've never seen any of these, but there's several. It is a uh, marijuana bong that's possessed by a demon and kills marijuana people. Marijuana bong, yeah. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> never, I've never seen this, but that is what the director has gone on to do. Not the other sorts. Yeah, Dan, and those are recent. Like That's in like the last 10 right. years. This is what this right. guy's doing. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I'll just start off with the, wait, 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 how did you guys like it? Let's just open with that. I thought, I thought the movie was fun. I also thought it was yeah. fun. I'm willing to see sequels. <laughs> yeah. I, I suspect the sequels might not be no. quite as, as well done. Um, I, I liked Helen Hunt. That was a nice treat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Helen Hunt, I, I imagine is about 20 years old when she filmed it maybe 21 when this came out. Yeah. That was cool. There's some other notable people. Uh, was what, what is Tim's last name? Thomerson. Tim Tim Timerson. Oh, Tim Thomerson. Tom, yeah, Tim, Tim Thomerson. Yeah. I've seen him before, but I I wouldn't be like ah yes yeah, the lead of Trancers. <clears throat> well, it's I, I actually saw two movies that had him in it oh. over the past couple weeks. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched Cherry Three Cherry Two Thousand, mm-hmm. uh, and he is in that. And then just randomly, I watched uh, a movie that you and I have seen that I love, Volunteers. Oh, yeah. My and, dad's seen Volunteers yeah. with John Candy and uh, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Were they he doing comes the in court? as the military He's expert. He's the military guy, yeah. Who is lying to them. Correct. He's a double crosser. Yeah. Oh, my God, Mike. I did not put that yeah, together. Yeah, so, so when, you, when you suggested this, I was like, this is the triple, this is the trifecta <laughs> for me. Tim Thomerson is a Tim part Thomerson, of the fixture in your life he, now. Yeah, he is. He is. Dad, how did you like Trancers? I thought it was a good movie, mm-hmm. uh, considering when it was made, um, and I thought it could be a really good movie. Um, I think they started out with a very good idea. Uh, I, th- I just, in, in my opinion, I think there's certain requirements to making a good movie, and one of the requirements is starting with an excellent script. And I think they had a very good idea here. I think that, um, uh, I also believe that uh, uh, the essence of a good movie, besides a good script, is of course good direction, good acting, um, uh, and of course good financing. And I think this movie being what I guess you guys would call a B movie, doesn't get the financing that the uh, top um, echelon movies get. Uh, I, I think had there been more money available, I think they could have developed this movie into something special because the the idea of of you know time travel and whatnot. We you know we all know uh, we we've seen many many movies uh, related to time travel, but I think they had a good idea here. I think that. Um, uh, although some some of, some of it was cheesy, but some of it acting was pretty good. Um, you mentioned uh, Helen Hunt. Um, I, I, I had no idea she was going to be in this movie. Uh, she look she looks like she's 19, 20 years old, um, and of course she went on to be a, a high tier star uh, in her own right. So I thought that um, uh, the special effects, okay. Um, again, you, you have to have money uh, to 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 pour in a movie to get the uh, great special effects that we're all used to now. But again, this movie came out in '84, uh, 
And uh, well, I, I would argue time and time again. So even though these '80s special effects are somewhat cheesy, uh, I, I will I will go on record just to speak a little for my dad. My dad absolutely hates green screen, and I, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. uh, I'm not far removed. Yeah. Nor is Mike with him. Yeah, you're right. And so going back to some of these '80s special effects. Yeah, they're kind of cartoony. Like, if someone's like wondering what they look like, imagine in the Ghostbusters when they're shooting out, you know, the proton, you know, like that kind of cartoony proton lasers. That's what you see. But, Dad, I would take that over any of the green screen well, in modern me, times. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I could deal with green, a fake laser yeah. rather than a fake city as yeah. a backdrop. Yeah. To me, a green screen is just a way to get around good production. Um, you mentioned um, the actor. Uh, um, Thomerson. I, I have never seen him before. Uh, maybe I have, but I, I, I didn't recognize him. And I was wondering, uh, whatever became of this guy? What, what, what is his? What was his future uh, like after this movie? Well, not to spoil too much, and we haven't watched these. Uh, he is in Trancers one through five, yeah. but not six. Oh. And we saw the premise of six is this character goes back in time to warp himself in his daughter's body so the daughter is the lead and that actor is not in part six. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> I, think that, I think Tim Thomerson had enough of transfers. Maybe well, look, let me ask you, you fellas, and by the way, thanks for having me as a guest yeah, tonight. of um, course. Um, uh, I, I could tell your audience uh, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not smoking cigars, but it would be nice if we had one. But um, Next time. Other than that, yeah, next time. Um, what about the uh, director producer? What do we know about him? I so so I that, that's what I said. The director, he went on to do a movie that I'll reveal later. We could talk oh, okay. about it off because we might do it. But then he did all these evil bong movies. And then I saw he's the producer of some horror movies, Puppet Master, which is pretty notable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another series that I don't know how many Puppet Masters there are, but I think it's thought of that the first couple are scary and fun and then it becomes super schlocky when you get into like puppet master eight or whatever they have like 40 years later that is just like a money grab so i'm look i'm looking at imdb right now and it's worth bringing up uh charles band is the director yeah correct uh tim thomerson is in evil bong <laughs> loves the director as jack death are you serious? I am. Jack Death is the character that he plays in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really? So yeah. there's a crossover in this world? It, it, it seems like there might be a crossover. Now I'm wondering if it's a weird cameo. Is it like a two-minute thing, or is he an actual character? Where is he build on it? Like eighth? Yeah, there's some weird cameo, but I'm yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to watch Evil Bong. <laughs> I, need, I need to know the whole Jack Death story start to finish. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say... Uh, he played um, an interesting uh, character. It was uh, uh, somewhat of a noir throwback, uh, his, his role. A um, uh, little uh, heavy-handed, but, but uh, uh, enjoyable. And I thought uh, he came across very well. Uh, again, um, he's working with a script and on a limited budget, and... Uh, uh, coupling up with uh, Helen Hunt was kind of interesting to me because there was an age disparity there, uh, but who cares, right? It's a good, it's a fun movie, and I think they came off pretty well. Um, uh, what, what they had to work with, so I was entertained. I'm not surprised my dad likes that and has has those notes too. And, and as Mike and I have talked for many years, watching all these kinds of films, I think. I always gravitate towards two kind of films, and that's why I said I'm not surprised my dad is saying this. 
Uh, I know for one, one genre of film that my dad and I absolutely love is what if you're basically the last person on earth? What do you do? Or what if you're like the last few? Um, I know we've always talked about that. How do you survive? What do you do? How do you fend off boredom? What do you just do for food? Like so many things. And I think a second one, and all three of us have watched movies, so Mike and my dad, uh, where the lead just is some kind of rogue. Uh, I don't want to do this. It's the unwilling person to be like, I know right from wrong, but I'm going to play by my own rules. No one can tell me this. Like the hell with the, with the etiquette, to hell with the code. Like I know what's right and I'm going to play by my own rules. And that's essentially what happens. So to jump right into this film, we open up that there's some kind of future cafe that we see. And as my dad has already noted, the limited budget is very clear when the future car rolls up. Again, this is 2247. And this looks like a 1975 <laughs> cab that was painted silver with some kind of like exhaust pipes. It's a, it's a car with hoses. Yeah, it's, it's like someone, someone saw a really quick, a quick picture of the DeLorean in Back to the Future 2 or 2. Uh, with their time machine jump forward devices. And they're like, that's the future. We're, we're going to use this crap model. And we get our lead character, Tim Thomerson, as Jack Death. And I, although I'm laughing at it, there's a lot of things I laugh at. Like, why didn't you do this? Why don't you do that? That every time I thought that, this movie actually addresses it, including his name. That this guy's name is Jack Death. We don't know much about him, but he walks into this cafe... And, you know, he's like, ah, hey, you know, first he's smoking. We note this in 2247, <laughs> you just walk in everywhere. Still smoking. Smoke. Yeah, yeah, smoking, smoking, smoking's fine. Uh, and this guy's <laughs> chain smoking throughout the entirety of the film, past, future. And carrying matches. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Striking matches. We haven't figured out a better way to do <laughs> yeah, this. Right? He, he, will light a he will light a match off of any surface, surface. Yes. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just a quick backtrack. You mentioned Blade Runner. The guy that designed the car, his shitty future car, was the guy that did the Blade Runner cars. Was he fired from Blade Runner <laughs> and then did this? I don't I mean, know. He did a wonderful job he, on Blade Runner. He did, and he dropped the ball here. Also, did you see the name of the diner? No. It was Mom's Number Three. Really? Yeah. So shout out uh, here in Denver, Sam's Number Three. Yeah. Hey, my, yeah. hey, hey, everyone. My dad is visiting. I know um, a perennial favorite for everyone in this room. Yeah. And uh, uh, anything you'd like to say about your experience with Sam's Number Three recently? Oh, absolutely. I had their uh, green chili. Uh, uh, they, they provide a, a fabulous um, dish, um, tasty, tangy, uh, unique, and they uh, provide a... Uh, a, a, a delicious tortilla to go with it and it's very filling and um, if you're ever in town you gotta go you gotta go there have That's you been on this trip yeah, yeah I went, went, I went, went to yesterday Glendale, went to Glendale one. yeah right. yeah it's, re it's really good it's uh uh, it's a go-to place as far as I'm concerned. Totally bang yeah. for your buck too Mike and I used to go there almost every Saturday or Sunday really? for years mm -hmm. I would default to a breakfast burrito. The breakfast burrito, I'm not even joking, is almost as big as my forearm. It, I would have to take half of it home. <laughs> Believe it or not, listeners, they're not paying us for yeah. this. This is just, no, no. This I, is Sam's just, three is just awesome. awesome. Yeah. It is, yeah. So, but also sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, Sam's, Sam's are, number three. You can just yeah. pay us in food, Sam's. My yeah. dad would gladly. Oh, I'd, I'd go for that in a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> we get to this future cafe, and we don't know too much, but this. Jack Death character in his sweet duster that With, he like huge like talking heads shoulder pads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all it's all eighties. Even in the yeah, three hundred right. years later, it's still the eighties. Um, 
he comes in and he he's talking to the uh, the woman, uh, the waitress, uh, yeah, the man behind the, the counter, yeah, manning the counter, and he says like, ah, I want some coffee, and she's like, the real stuff, that's gonna cost you. He's like, I've earned it. I've been tracking this guy down, and he opens with this narrative as he's walking in the cafe. We hear this overdub narrative that basically never comes back. It's like the one time <laughs> right. there's an overdub narrative, and someone's probably like, cut it. <laughs> that's not working, but it's too late. And he's talking about like, ah, oh, I've kept. I've been following this guy Whistler, and I was on some kind of other planet or colony on a planet, and I, I ended him, but not his reign. And there's these zombie-like people that you know are able to trance you, that put you in a state of between life and death. And I'm trying to stop this, but he's gonna, you know, he's gonna spend some dough on a cup of Joe, and uh, he gets into this diner, and there's a guy sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, I, I need to see your ID." He doesn't believe anyone's not a trancer, and he puts some weird future handcuff on him, and it scans him. And uh, he, he is like, all clear. And he's like, okay, sorry, buddy. I guess you're not a trancer. But surprise, the waitress is. And just demon hops over the counter. Even my dad was laughing because it looked like <laughs> someone threw a mannequin just like with one hand over the counter. He's like, ah, this is one of my favorite movies in the movie. Uh, and I know it's really early on. But this guy, he, he was uh, <laughs> put through the Inquisition. Like, I'm going to put this handcuff on you. He, this woman attacks now Jack Death. He pulls out like a handgun laser gun and the guy holds Jack Death back. And he's like, what are you doing? God damn it. It's a trancer. Help me. And the guy's <laughs> first move is he just runs right. He just lets him go and books it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's out of there. <laughs> and then I, he signals some kind of laser beam as he's leaving. There's like a, like a beacon beam yeah, in the I parking lot. I didn't know what that was. I think, I think that was yeah, the, was, you know, was like the call box. Yeah. It was the call box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then, uh, and you guys could talk about yeah. how then a uh, fight per, uh, ensues. Yeah, ensues between the waitress and, and Jack Death, yeah. which I thought yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jack Death, the last name is spelled D E T H. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to make it. We don't no want to make it too morbid. <laughs> right. The f I, I like the fight though because he just cold cocks this woman across the counter. Oh, dude, she's battling. <laughs> yeah, and she throws soup at him. That yeah, that's like right? her. That, her, that, her that one she she takes she takes a cauldron. Of yeah, soup. she takes a ten gallon yeah. pot of hot soup and just throws it on his back. Yeah, maybe that future duster is. Oh, by the way, his gun was in that pot. Yeah, when, when she attacked him, the gun went flying out of his hands. Into the pot. Oh, was that why he couldn't pick it up? Because it was yeah, hot. Yeah, and then it was hot. Okay, because yeah, I saw him yeah. trying to pick right. it up. It was I, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. Yeah. Also, even though we mentioned kind of uh, zombies, they're not. There's more like psychic zombies because Jack Death gets bit by this woman, and there's no repercussions. I thought yeah. like maybe he would then have a timeline. You know, you're bit by a zombie. You have three days nice. to solve this. You're going to turn. Nope. They have, they even have antidotes. Yeah. Like they does whatever. Like he had antidotes. Other people have antidotes. Which. Doesn't make sense later on, but they yeah, do have I, they do have antidotes. Uh, yeah, I I still don't fully understand what the trancer's purpose was, uh, in the canon of this movie. Yeah, basically he is able to take down the waitress, and he goes outside, <laughs> and the cop cavalry comes. I guess the beam did its job. The call box, and a bunch of cops are there, and the cops are led by uh, the actor Art Lafleur. He, he the character's name McNulty. <laughs> I have seen this character in two areas. One, he is in Field of Dreams as one of the baseball players, and there is another person in Field of Dreams in this film. And uh, I most know him as he is Babe Ruth in The Sandlot. He has a cameo, and he comes back, mm, and he, and he right. comes through a dream to tell one of the lead characters, like, you got to pickle the beast. And I, I, I could tell his face right away. But he's, he's telling... Uh, 
Jack Death, you know, you got to come in. And Jack Death is highlighted. I don't like to play by the books. He's like, hey, you're given your assignments. You do the assignments or you could just walk. So Big Man takes his, his uh, future bad shield, throws it to the ground and leaves. And uh, McNulty and his cop crew are not pleased by this whatsoever. No, McNulty's given him the like... If it weren't for you being such a damn good cop, he's giving him that talk. Yeah. <laughs> and then after he drives off, when he quits, he turns to the, one of the other cops. He's like, he was a damn good cop. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Until, but then we find out that a, a trancer killed his wife. Yeah. And, and that, that that was the turning point for him going rogue. And we found out a little more about that later, <laughs> which it seems like it was his it fault. It was completely like we, his this fault, is, yeah. yeah the, the wife's death could have probably been avoided on many different levels, but and we don't see a flashback. It's just kind of described a yeah. little later. Well, he, 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 he mentioned that uh, he used his wife as bait <laughs> right. to catch... The uh, transers. Yeah, yeah he's like, right. I just used my wife as bait. It wasn't a big deal. It went wrong. She's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to note, and I don't know if this would uh, hit with my dad, the, not McNulty, but all of like the side police soldiers or whatever, the troopers or what they're called, <laughs> yeah. they look like they're wearing 1985 laser tag outfits. They have like this very 80s gray vest, gray helmets. I mean, it is... They're wearing pieces of plastic and felt. It's, like, it's, it's abundantly clear. Right, but McNulty's just wearing like... A suit. Yeah, he's wearing a yeah, suit. Yeah. And, and then Death has that sweet duster. Yeah. So then we get a transition that uh, it's this. It took me a second to figure out even what was happening. You see a city in the sea. Right. This was the only time that I really thought they could have done better with the effect. Oh, yeah. This is where that budget, because it, it was like a painting it, it, of it, L.A. in the ocean. Yeah, this, this was someone's feeble attempt at planet of the apes with you know it, it did look like yeah with the statue of liberty in the background but it's it, it mike's totally right it looked like someone painted a couple buildings half submerged in the sea and we see jack death walking out of it because in his free time he water worlds this <laughs> if you remember water world with kevin costner he is going into the sea to find forgotten artifacts of the past, like the America that we once knew, like right. this forgotten California. But he, he just pulls up a bag of like old hubcaps <laughs> for some reason. And there's a sign that's on the beach that this is Lost Angeles. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. It was, submer it was sub submerged along the way. And we're also hearing some really weird music. It reminded me of 80s Tangerine Dream. I like the music I, in this movie a lot. I liked it then, but then later, like, that kind of disappears. I wish it was a little more consistent. But, yeah, yeah it's kind of like early, like, synthesized Tangerine Dream. And uh, McNulty approaches him. So it's kind of funny that he's pulling out this bag on the beach. And all of a sudden he looks up, like, out of surprise, like, McNulty's there. Okay, you would have seen McNulty and the two other troopers walking probably half a mile <laughs> up the beach this whole time. But he's like, ah! <laughs> like, I'm just going through him. And, uh, and McNulty highlights that he's been summoned by the council. And this is the highest honor uh, that you could have. Uh, <laughs> and this is all being told to McNulty as he's wearing what looks like a wetsuit and a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a motorcycle helmet. There's a hose that goes to, to just nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Not the scuba we're used to. And this and this movie is rated PG thirteen, and this is uh, one of I think four to mm -hmm. five instances uh, F this or FM was used. <laughs> it was uh, so eighties were a different time. Because uh, Mike and I were talking, I think you're, you're a, in a PG thirteen movie now. I think you're only allowed maybe at most two instances. Well, this, so I I think this movie might have been rated PG thirteen retroactively because this would have been before that rating, wouldn't it? Didn't PG-13 come yeah, in Yeah, like, PG-13 came with Temple of Doom and uh, Gremlins. So right. So, like, right in that area. So, yeah. yeah. So, they, they might have just... I, Peacock gave it a PG-13 <laughs> Yeah, totally. This, is, this isn't official. 
Um, he, why did? Oh yeah, yeah. McNulty's like, yeah, you. But they need you. Don't you need anybody? I don't remember exactly what he says, um, but he's like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he's yeah. just super happy being on the beach and doing whatever. But he, but then he just changes his mind right away. Well, and I don't. There was no, no discussion. I, I literally like hard cut. Now they're just at the council. Yeah. Well, that, you you brought up a uh, uh, an idea earlier that he's kind of a roguish, you know, anti-establishment, uh, but effective um, cop. But I think possibly his diving uh, into the lost city. And bringing up these artifacts may be considered kind of plundering, um, uh, because he again he threw down his badge. He wasn't working. Um, you know what was he really going to do with these artifacts? Uh, put them in his uh, in his uh, office, or was he going to make money off it? So I put my hubcaps, <laughs> big hubcaps, <laughs> <No>, hubcaps, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. He, he he had a street sign as well that he was peeling barnacles off of. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's so, right. So we get to the council, um, and they highlight that they need his help. And essentially, what they're noting, and I'm trying to pull up the actors, is there was three <clears throat> members on a council, but one of the members is dead, and now two members exist. It's Richard Hurd, and I think it's Anne Simore. Anne Simore was also in Field of Dreams. I totally remember her role. Oh. If anyone's ever watched it, that uh, they're going to investigate. Um, Moonlight Graham, who be, uh, was a baseball player and became a doctor, and I, I, I am elongating this because it's such a nice moment in the movie, that they approach this librarian and they ask her, uh, no, they, they were, she is the newspaper reporter of the town, and they say, like, do you know Moonlight Graham, etc., and I always remember this, and uh, she's like, oh, let me show you, and they basically pull up this amazing obituary, and it's James Earl Jones' character who's like, wow, you really wrote this well. And he, he, cause he's an author himself and notes that this woman must have wrote it. And she's like, yeah. And then I thought that was cool. Cause I, I really recognized her face and her voice. And then uh, it's Richard Hurd who I've seen in a couple other things. And they, these are the two chairmen. They say, well, the third one's dead. Like this guy that you thought was dead whistler. He basically is able to go back in time and he's killing our ancestors. So we never exist. So he's going to make this weird psychic zombie society. And we need you to go back we have who our contact ancestors are. You need to go find these people. You need to stop this guy. Uh, he's not super into it, but basically agrees to do all of these things. Yeah, he, he doesn't really... One, time travel up until this point was not discussed in this movie. It's just like um, really could warp your consciousness back. Well, I mean, that that's, they, they seem to change their mind about that sure. a little bit. <laughs> um, but he he's like... They're explaining this to me. He's like, I don't Whistler, no. They're like, we can prove it. And then they have like the, the hologram of him. No, so, so I, oh wait, is it a hologram? Yeah, or it's is a hologram. It, yeah, okay, that's right, that's right. Yeah, of, of Whistler, <clears throat> who is, he's dressed up like a waiter from Rodizio for some reason, like like a Brazilian. He's got like a sash and a blouse. <laughs> um, that's the future. Right, yeah. That's the future. Yeah, and he it's, <clears throat> again, it is still not explained how he is able to in trance oh yeah I don't no know like none, none of that is described he's got some mystic power power yeah, yeah and never, power right, right. never explained never it. explained and then but he goes on like this hologram has like five minutes of exposition explaining exactly what he's doing i can't remember the last words of the hologram but i love that he repeats the last line is something like you will be doomed you will be doomed <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> purposely no, he said i do 
Is that what adieu. he said? Yeah, <laughs> he gives his last word was adieu. But doesn't he say it twice? Yes. He does. Yeah, like, adieu. Adieu. <laughs> so the whole idea was he's he, he's in a power grab. He wants to be in control, like uh, you know, like. Uh, Many other movies, it's a fight against the good and evil, and the, the council is the good, and he wants to undermine them, eliminate them, and, and put himself in power. And, yeah. the, and the way you could do it is, which is not fully fleshed out, is you are able to use some kind of future drug to sedate yourself, and your consciousness will warp back into time, and you and your consciousness will possess a body of that time. So like, mm-hmm. we're going to send you back to early, mid-80s, you will take over this other person. That person will be unaware of it. A big thing that we asked is, and my dad asked, well, what happens to the consciousness of that person you're taking over? Absolutely mm. unknown and never right. explained. Who the hell knows? <clears throat> uh, if you're the main guy, spoiler, you just wake up to have sex with people repeatedly and then your body is warped back. And that is something that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. But they they can time travel objects because they yeah they send them like a care package with like a gun and some treats and p.s why they're not doing this repeatedly and every five minutes never explained well also i I mean i guess i don't understand why they wouldn't just time travel his person i also don't understand why they don't time travel his laser gun because this jumps to uh death saying okay i'll do it i'll go under and we meet the uh the James Bond Q of this movie, who's like, I'm going to set you up with some gadgets. And it's like, whoa, you can't take your laser gun because that's not, you know, what they're using. And my thought is, who the hell cares? Right. Like, are you shooting this laser everywhere? I want the laser gun. So she gives him a gun <clears throat> that does nothing special, but has two antidotes, one for him uh, to get him back into time, the present where he is presently. So when he's in the past, he can come back. And the same for Whistler, who he's tracking down. Right. It's just like two vials in a secret compartment. <laughs> right. so, it's not like a fancy... And the handle yeah. of the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, that, exactly. that could have been better. And also a watch that it highlights. It's the longest second. So when you hit a button on this watch, one second becomes 10. Or, only for you. And then the watch is broken and yeah, you can't use 10 it. 10 seconds or in the context of this movie, <laughs> five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, so he can't bring his laser gun, but he can bring the magic watch from the future. That, that is totally okay. Also, when they're explaining this to him, they're in like the future time travel room, and we see the body of Whistler. That's right. Because they had they found it. Like his his conscious is in That's the right. past in some bozo, but his body is just laying there, and and death is like. Let's just kill him right now. It just shoots it right, right there. Boom. Right. And they're like, no, we can't. But that wasn't the council's. That wasn't. No. They're like, we want that him to. That wasn't their plan. You got to bring him back. He's going to stand trial. trial. And right. he's like, nope. And he just, nope. Yeah, he blows just blasts him. him. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and they're like, yeah, okay. Well, what's done is done. No one seems to be upset by this. And so, yeah, very quickly, uh, he warps back. And what we soon learn as an audience is, is I believe like July, he says something, it was like the summer, I think July, when he leaves 22, whatever. And now he's in uh, the early mid eighties near Christmas. Uh, And I believe it's Christmas Eve when he warps in or Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think it was Christmas Eve. And uh, he wakes up and he is shaved. Well, he wakes in his consciousness. So he's in a new body thinking, what the hell? He's looking in the mirror. And he looks the same. I assume that that's what we're supposed to see, that mm-hmm. this this actor is playing this, but it's supposed to look like a different person. But they do know later, like, this is an older gentleman. Um, yeah. What's going on? Well, he doesn't have this. He had a big scar on his face that's not there. In yeah. The past. And so, yeah, he wakes up. He's got shaving cream all over his face. He's wearing pants. You see Helen Hunt, which you'll soon realize it's her. 
half-dressed, no real nudity, you just see her back. She's putting on some kind of yoga gear and then a full costume that you'll later learn about. Right, she's dressing up like Santa's little helper for some yeah. reason. Yeah, and he's he's freaked out, and he's trying to adjust, like, what is this technology? What am I noticing? I do notice, I know I'm jumping a little ahead, like, in this whole scuffle, he does not know how to open drawers. Did anyone notice that? He's, yeah. like, looking for clothes, and he looks at the drawers, like, pull-out drawers, he looks like he looks at these drawers like that's future. Like, how do these drawers work? I've never opened a drawer or a box in my life. Yeah, he for someone who is time traveling knowingly, he is not playing it cool at all. He is just like bumbling around. He's saying weirdo stuff. He is not making any effort to blend in. He get, he's dressing up like like Dick Tracy for some reason. Yeah, he, okay, so he lost his clothes, but right. bring, he just upgraded to another sweet duster that was at the bottom of whoever's body he inhabited yeah. his closet. <laughs> Back to the duster. Well, she even, she, Helen Hunt even remarks, you're going to wear that? And he said, yeah. yeah he's I like, like, I like it. I yeah. like it. Then he, he also, I thought it was a jar or like a, like a tube of hand cream. <laughs> he puts it on his hand and rubs it in like, oh, hand cream, and then puts it all in his hair and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, she, and his quote was, dry hair is for squids. Yeah. <laughs> squids in this movie is slang for dum-dums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't know that that was established before this moment. but No, he starts using squids a lot. Well, does, he, does not like the squids. No, no one likes the squids. What, what is that? They never explain what that's. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't matter. And, she, and yeah, well, during this time, she's highlighting like, we got to go. If yeah, I'm late to work, like I'm going to get fired. And then uh, they jump into his sweet car. Mike, what was the car? It, it was a Ford Thunderbird. But like a, like a cool. Video. Yeah, very black, yeah. convertible. And he screams, I love this car. <laughs> well, one question I had was, he's driving the car. Yeah. Does he know how to drive a car? I mean, it's 300 years later. Well, and he's he's wheeling this thing like he's, uh, yeah, he's doing Ray Haroon. Sure. I, yeah. I, 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 like, I would assume that that future car that we saw him pull up at the diner at the beginning, that's probably all automated. Like, beep, beep, press exactly. a button. Like, yeah, I, I agree. That's what all those I mean, hoses yeah. are for. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought she, I thought she would have been driving the car, but okay. So they go where? They take the car and they go? They go to, to the mall. Yeah, they go to the mall. Yeah, she, go she's, the got, mall. she's got her Santa gig job. <laughs> yeah, she's taking pictures of kids with yeah, Santa. Yeah, she's a photographer. And Mrs. Claus is dressing her down. She right. was, Mrs. Yeah. Claus is not happy yeah. that she's late. You're, you know, hurry up. The kids are waiting for you. Yeah, so uh, he's like, I'm going to drop you off. And one of her comments was like, oh, did I give you my number? He's like, no. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, she was into this earlier, but now she's no. like, you're Oh, she was running away weirdo. from him. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. He, but he's lurking around like a creeper. And yeah. so like these yeah. kids are going to Santa. And yeah, as my dad said, she, she's in charge of the photography. And she's taking pictures. And immediately, this guy looks at Jack Death, Santa, that is. Yeah. And he starts kind of becoming purple and veiny. And yeah. he's like, oh, my God, it's a trancer. Yeah. And I don't know how this guy knew at all Jack Death in another body was a future trooper. But he did. And Santa just flips out. And this is, again, what probably part two of three or four of my favorite parts of this movie. Because as Santa is freaking out and trying to fight, you get a lot of side shots of these kids who are just delighted <laughs> that these kids are smiling like, oh, my God, Santa's punching this dude in the face like no one knows what to do. Yeah, the kids are into yeah, it. Yeah, one woman looks at Helen Hunt, is this one of your friends? Like, he's yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah. And so we, so uh, he is able to take, uh, Jack Death is able to take out Santa. And something, uh, if we didn't fully note before, is... Then a new set of cops come. So Jack. Well, wait a minute, the the security guard. Oh, that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the Santa pins 
Jack Death against the wall with rain, reindeer uh, horns, <laughs> so he can't move, right? And then the security guard shows up with a with a gun, with a so gun, mall cop and a gun, right? right. And all, and so go ahead. What I was happened? gonna say. Well, then the real cops come and something that we forgot to say, and they said that. No, the, but wait. Then Santa fights oh. the security guard, right? Oh, that's right. The yeah, security yeah. Security guard. He holds a gun to his head. Yeah, he steals Santa, the gun. Yeah, he steals the gun. Yeah, yeah. So when so now now Jack Death takes out Santa. Sorry. Yeah. But the, so the cops then come but something we forgot to say is and they said this is going to be tricky they said this guy whistler that you've been tracking down he has inhabited a body of a detective so he's actually working within you know the los angeles police force and we don't know who this guy is but they're like this is going to be kind of a problem Mm -hmm. because it's not some bozo hanging around Mm -hmm. it's like some dude who actually has authority who could like be a total thorn in your side and it is very clear when this guy rolls up you know exactly it's him he's got dead eyes he's saying weird things and every single police officer obeys his commands if they're tranced or not like this guy must be super high up but yeah it was a lieutenant they think okay yeah, that makes that makes yeah. sense. And something I noted is the first time he shot a trancer, the body just like glows red and disappears. But for whatever reason, this time he shot it with a handgun with bullets instead of a laser, and the body doesn't disappear until twenty minutes or so. Well, he's in a body bag. The body's in a body bag, yeah. and he's there fully formed. And then they open up the body bag and they looked, and then it disappears. And that's when the lieutenant says, "Get this body out of here." And Let's carry yeah. on. Yeah, not even a body. Give, give yeah, a bag. Whatever. Yeah. I have an empty bag for you. No one, no one yeah. really seemed alarmed by that. Yeah, no. because <laughs> because you're picking up yeah. an empty bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks fatter when we put him in here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Carry, carry a couple of these yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, they're on. back in the car, and this is where uh, death uh, highlights to Helen Hunt's character Lena everything yeah like you're not gonna believe me but i'm a future trooper and this guy's you know zombie and trancing people and trancers are real and you know how it goes and she's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. well you know she buys in pretty quickly though it doesn't take her a long no, time no i was like immediately she yeah. fell for the whole story and but remember she tried to leave so <clears throat> he so yeah uh well so he he has a photograph of the ancestor that he's supposed to find, and there's and remember, there's two. two of them. So each two of them, chairman yeah. has an ancestor, and this is the one of the one of the chairmen's. Right. It's the male chairman's ancestor, Chris. Yeah, who, who we find out is just working at like a tanning. Yeah, he's like a hunky boy who owns a tanning yeah. salon. Again, just to clarify, Whistler wants to kill the ancestors in this time frame so that they don't propagate and have a family. Right. That leads up to the people on the council. So if they kill the ancestors, there is no council. And presumably at this point, Whistler doesn't know who he's looking for. Mm -hmm. He's trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Also, oh, sorry. Jack does know who he's looking for. Mm -hmm. And that really pooches the whole deal because he just leads Whistler right to everybody. Also, if you're going to go back in time, why choose the 80s? I mean, maybe they're like 300 years previous to our 22 whatever there's these these Neanderthals are going to be so primitive. I mean, these people have guns and various other things. Why don't you go to like 1840 with a machine gun and just mow people down? Like, you do, there'd be no technology to deal with. You could do whatever you want, but they, he doesn't want that. He just wants the council <clears throat> gone. Yeah, and I think it was mentioned kind of just tangentially that this was the time when they were all 
in some kind of like approximate vicinity to each other. Also, when Death is explaining uh, the trancing process to Helen Hunt, he's like, "Don't worry, he can't trance you. <laughs> trance only works on squids." <laughs> yeah. And so she, the she's, weak mind. Yeah, yeah, she is not weak minded, and he has established that knowing her for five minutes. You can tell. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you you put on a Christmas outfit <laughs> and you work with Santa. You're here. You're above. <laughs> you're okay. You, yeah, you have North Pole powers. Right. Um, yeah. So he gets to the, the spa where Chris is working. Yeah, and like this guy's impossibly tan, um, and he's kind of explaining like, "Hey, someone's gonna kill you. We, you got to come with me. It's, it's the come with me if you want to live thing." So they walk down a hallway, and immediately <laughs> Chris, I, I, I would watch this probably daily. Uh, the real quick clip is Chris is behind him and just jump kicks him in the head, and then there's a lot of ones that I've noted in this. This is one of the. Uh, this is one of the. Ancestors. ancestors yeah correct at the tanning salon yes yeah. so he jump kicks yeah. him in the head and uh death is out in one blow just yeah. unconscious yeah. and we t- find out very quickly that chris has been tranced and it's yeah. it's too late for him and mm-hmm. and jack death wakes up in not a tanning bed but a tanning tunnel a tanning, tanning I, I don't know what room that was i mean it was a room a vault i mean it's a tanning yeah it was a tanning booth I booth think. of something but you stand in it it's like yeah. a separate room yeah so yeah, it was a separate room yeah. and he burns himself a little well, on the it. walls are hot yeah he tries to break out and he's burning his arm and, and we find out he's shoulder. trapped in there because uh chris put a surfboard against the door <laughs> right exactly real LA open it up. There, yeah. and also at the same time helen hunt tries to leave and drives off, but comes back and thinks, hmm, maybe I should be part of this. Yeah. So she rushes in and sets Jack Death free. Uh, and is like, you know, I do believe you. What happens to Chris? I can't she remember. She shoots him. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just taking a lot of notes and, you know, something. Yeah. Like, I know he's dead. No, I was like, yeah, how, did, how exactly yeah, did he die? Yeah. Wait, no, I, I thought he was dead when she got there. No. Someone shoots. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, no, I, I know he was shot. I just I thought when she walked in, he was already dead. I didn't think she shot him, but I was also taking notes, so I might be wrong. Wait a minute, that's I, a good. That's a good. I thought she came good. in, saw this. She saw the body just like disappear, and then she took the surfboard off the door. Yeah, I think you know what, I th- Dad. I think Mike's right that there is unexplained that this is just like a dead oozed body, and that guy oh, is dead because they. So he knew Jack knew where to go, but he in the tussle with Santa Claus, he dropped the photo with the address, and and Whistler found it. That's right. So I think what we're meant to infer is that Whistler, between the locking in That's the right. tanning booth and Helen Hunt coming back. Whistler came in and shot this guy. Yeah, this is this is a leap. I agree, um, but I do believe Mike is right because at Santa's workshop, Whistler finds the picture and the address of this guy. Right, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, we don't really know how he goes uh, or how he dies. Uh, Helen Hunt gets in there. Well, which she- is curious. Yeah, you guys are right. Um, but what what is curious is then the body is where the body is. Close to the, ta- the the room where oh yeah it's just Jack, like in the hallway right, right? Outside. Yeah. and the yeah. and the uh, surfboard is blocking the door mm-hmm. so if you're Whistler wouldn't you think may, because he, Whistler knows that Death is looking for this ancestor wouldn't you think that Whistler would might want to see what's on the other side of that door maybe he knew and he was just cool with them burning to death. Well, maybe see, but we're inferring. Also, yeah, yeah, also, sure. I mean, because yeah, I can fill this up. Yeah. Why was he tranced while Jack got there? So Whistler might have actually gotten there before 
tranced him. That's that's uh, fair, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, questions. A lot of unanswered a lot of questions. questions. But I do yeah. like uh, that uh, when he, he uh, Jack falls out of this tanning room. Uh, Helen Hunt goes, "Don't be dead," and he goes, "How's my tan?" <laughs> also, also yeah. not holding up well. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helen Hunt walks in with a super awful Confederate flag oh, jean yeah. jacket. Yeah. Um, luckily that we don't see that again. Um, that yeah. that's not going to hold up too well. That's not that's yeah. not what you want to remember in the transfer right, series. No, they'll leave that out of the remake. But then the cops show up, and and, mm-hmm. and, and they call death. They sick. The cops on death because he is now known as the Santa Claus Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like within ten but, minutes. But they have to escape. Yeah, they don't just walk out. The cops show up with the lieutenant in the lead, and then what happens? Well, they go outside. Yeah, well. and so that's when we see the magical long second watch come into action, where Helen Hunt is in danger, and Whistler and these troopers, some in trance, some not. Or maybe not entranced, just tranced, or there, and he sh- uh, Whistler shoots a bullet towards Helen Hunt specifically, and Jack flips the switch on his watch, which again is supposed to give him ten seconds. Like he's basically stopped time. Well, everything is stopped in time except, except for, for him, him. Right. and he has ten seconds to do whatever. And this is what we alluded to earlier. Ten seconds is legitimately four to five minutes. Right. I was joking that this guy can make a sandwich in the meantime. Yeah. He he goes, he gets Helen Hunt and picks her up like a sack of potatoes, <laughs> throws her over his shoulder, runs, runs past Whistler. Please note all of this. <laughs> yeah. Runs past Whistler, like inches from his face, gets into a car. By well, the and doesn't shoot him. Yeah, doesn't shoot he's him. He's got the yeah. revolver. Gets into the car, pulls keys out of Helen Hunt's jacket, about to put it in the ignition, and the 10 seconds has elapsed. They're able to get away where the cops are shooting. And Helen Hunt, and as I said, they, <laughs> they do follow up. Helen Hunt goes, why didn't you get him? He's like, well, I didn't have time to save you and to get him. And you're more important, which honestly is not true at all. Um, I don't want to say that there always have to be casualties, but you literally had a chance to take down a tyrant, like a monster right. of a person. And if someone dies, that's unfortunate. But like, Millions of people <laughs> and the earth itself but, are but, going... But he was frozen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was frozen. He also so, had plenty of time. In a nanosecond, <laughs> all he had to do was pull the trigger of the revolver. And he he could have he could have casually stabbed him yeah, as he had him. <laughs> yeah, right. Like repeatedly, yeah. stab, stab. He could have almost poisoned them to right, death. Right, right. Yeah. He could have put them in the trunk right. of his own car. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, and I said, this, this is... Uh, I said, uh, as the bullet flies past, it's very <laughs> bad. Um, and I said, uh, was this the inspiration for The Matrix? And I said that jokingly. Oh, yeah, because the, mm-hmm. the photography shows the bu- bullet... Yeah, they got the bullet going in, by... In, in in slow motion, mm-hmm. yeah, past, past his head or her, her head. Yeah, and so as, as they're driving off and the cops start shooting at him, uh, uh, Death turns around while driving, takes one shot with his gun, and blows out the tire of apparently the one cop car out of the 40 cops that are mm-hmm. there. Only one of them had a car, and now they are disabled and yeah. can't go after them, and they right. drive off. Mm-hmm. And where do they go? Where do they go? They go. So oh yeah, they go to Chinatown. Chinatown. They go to Chinatown because Helen Hunt yeah. has a friend who's out of town for Christmas. For right. Christmas, right. and she has like a weird punk rock apartment above uh, this terrible bar. I like that. My dad immediately was like, "This is in Chinatown." I mean, and we'll talk about that punk rock scene. Like, yeah, that. Like, why is this in Chinatown? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place they can get a gig. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. They are playing Christmas music when we do get They are playing play. Christmas. Punk rock. Wow, Christmas it was music. punk rock yeah. Christmas music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not just playing like So they get to this apartment and uh, they order some Chinese food and they're eating it and everyone seems pretty happy. And I like this. And uh, Death goes, uh, what, what are those? And Helen Hunt goes, oh, those are fortune cookies. Yeah. And she's like, let me read your fortune. And she said, uh, uh, she opens it up and she says the fortune is... I'll kill you and your bitching girlfriend. <laughs> and Death loses it. How did he know I was here? Oh my God. Where did he get, like, where does he know this knowledge? He's like, calm down, buddy. I'm just joking. It was <laughs> a joke. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought that was I, thought pretty, I, thought, yeah. I was more amused that he does not find it funny right, whatsoever. Right, right, right. Helen Hunt is just really pleased as Punch to be called a bitching girlfriend. Yeah. She says it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty happy about that. And then we hear this booming music. He's like, what the hell is that? And, he's, and she's like, oh, well, you know, this is above a, a club and there's a punk bar downstairs and uh, maybe we should go down there and for have some fun. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's like, yeah, sure, great. Yeah, so I mean, she dresses yeah. up. Yeah, she looks nice. Yeah. He's, he's wearing like the same thing, but he clearly has like an earpiece on. He puts in an earpiece yeah. for the police scanner. Right. So he's just walking around a punk club in like khaki pants a button-down shirt and a police skirt. right he looks like looks like a total narc right. like I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get his ass kicked um but then he almost does yeah we meet uh we meet helen hunt's ex-boyfriend who gets uh really uh up front and in uh everyone's face like hey you haven't called me what's going on what are you doing here with this old dude like come on i mean that's a fair assessment He's well like, that was dude, twice as i twice mean as she's as well again i still don't know how old the body that he possessed is well like, look well just his looks he looks like he's in his 50s at least yeah and she's 20 years old but that we see but like the body he possesses couldn't that have oh been that's like, a good point are, yeah. are, you, are you positing yeah. that like he looked different in that world than what we were well, seeing? I, I would have to say that because the way we meet it is him and helen hunt had a one night stand and then the next day i would be alarmed if i was like who are you <laughs> and he's like ah and it's like i'm a completely <laughs> different person like like I, she, she would have to notice that he's not looking the same. Well, as I, a, I just assumed that that's what his ancestor looked like. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah, how see, I read that. See, it's unclear. Yeah, they don't mention. Yeah, it. do they? Do they in their own mind see somebody different, or do they, like in Helen Hunt's case, is she, you know, does she see the boyfriend she was with, or does she actually see death? I, I just assumed she liked she had like a daddy thing. And that she was just into older guys. No, what and I'm that, saying is, what, well, what did it, what did she, what did he look well, like so, to yeah. her? So Mike is saying that the ancestors would look identical, and that's why she wouldn't. And my right. view was w the audience is seeing the actor is still the same, but Helen Hunt would see someone else. Where to? That's what I'm. Actor, that's yeah. but so, it's, it's not clear. So you're yeah, thinking it's, it's not it was clear. like in the second terrible Wonder Woman movie, where we as the audience see Chris Pine, yes. but Wonder Woman sees that other derpy guy. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not explained. Yeah. It, the way I, the way it, the way I pictured it when I was watching it is that that's just what that guy looked like. Like Helen Hunt was banging a dude that looked like Jack Death. Sure. I, I mean, mean I, no, she, no, I mean, yeah. right. I mean, and she be, knows yeah. nothing about him. She's like, right. I thought you were but, a nice guy uh, yesterday. I'm like, I don't. But know I, I would like you guys to describe the clientele in the nightclub in Chinatown. So oh, they're it, all white, it, white punk rock. Dudes. Exactly. It, it, it is. It is. If if you thought what in America in mid eighties would someone with a punky mohawk look like, you just walked into this nightclub. Everyone has a mohawk. Everyone has dyed hair. Like kind of like a studded uh, vests. Um, 
Yeah, right. just it's really like, kind it's of like gutter punk. Yeah, music yeah it's like know. a real gutter punk kind of situation. You're probably drinking crappy beer. The band is playing jingle bells in a punk rock, unaudible uh, yeah. way. Right. In Chinatown. In Chinatown. And there's no Chinese people in this club. I, they don't want to be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they hate that. They don't like yeah. Christmas. And so then uh, the punker gets, is, as I noted, in the face uh, of Helen Hans and Jack Death. And then spits in Jack Death's face, and then, as I said, all comes back to one. In one punch, Jack Death just floors this guy, and yeah. he's in the corner knocked out. Three more punkers come, and each one goes down with one punch. Mm-hmm. He is the one-punch master. Yeah, he's a grappler, yeah. but which, which, which at that point reminded me of the opening scene where the waitress behind the counter, the trancer, attacks him, mm-hmm. and it's a brawl. I mean, it's like... Well, she's, she's a trancer. She's, a trancer. She, she's like eighty pounds. Yeah, and, and, these, and these she's are she's giving him the fight of his life. Well, yeah. the, these punk rockers they didn't have soup, and they didn't have trance. If they, they were trance, if they only <laughs> they had soup trans. to throw at him, yeah, they, they so could. Maybe the yeah. tran- the yeah. trancing gives you powers. Yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, and he just knocks them out, and they just immediately go back to the apartment. And she's oh, like, wait a minute! But here's another. Point. So he he walks in there, and he's he. He starts getting into the groove of the music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He starts dancing with him. He's feeling and a he's, little bit. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's like really not a good dancer. No, he's no. Not. And That's no one should be dancing to this music. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and, and this old guy in the middle of all this is pretty odd. Yeah. And so um, after he takes out all the punkers, yeah. they just immediately go back to the apartment, hard cut back to the apartment. She's like, you know, it is Christmas and I have a gift for you. He's like, oh, yeah, it was July where I left. And she gives him a toy robot. I have a lot of questions. One was, where did you get this? When did you get this? You were why, with this guy all day. Why did you get him this? And a side note is, I wrote, I want that robot. Like, it looked like a pretty cool robot, yeah. <laughs> that was a cool, cool <laughs> robot. And they don't really talk too much about it. He's like, ah, oh, thanks. And yeah. they does nothing with the robot. Right, then, then they're they're about to get down on some Christmas boogie. Yeah, so, um, so uh, you know, uh, it's Christmas, they're in the mood, uh, sexual tensions are rising, and then we uh, we see a little girl. Yeah, a 12-year-old girl knocks, knocks at on the door. the door. and But surprised, it's McNulty. But this is the only ancestor he could find to put his consciousness into. So he's got to walk around as, little, as this little kid. Um, and he totally cock-blocks cock death. Um, and he's like, you're off the case. I think, yeah. You had to come back. The council wants you. So I want to note this because later this is... uh, This This is is very important. This is a plot hole. Right. Because he tranks, basically shoots... McNulty, as a girl, this little girl, shoots death with this antidote or trank gun and it brings them right back to the future. Council. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Laying on the table where they put them. Yeah, they're like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You're going to clubs, we're about to have sex with this woman. You're supposed to be on a case. He's like, this is the lead. Like, you've got to let me do this. Um, But I do want to, as my dad was noting, this is important because if they could do this, they could do it anytime. That's right. And they highlight later that this is an impossibility, that they could not do something like this, even though they show that it's right. still possible. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's yeah. that's kind of weird. Yeah, so they, they yoink them back to the future. Right. Um, and the one remaining uh, council member, because the tan guy was killed, so his aunt, his descendant is now dead. Right. Um, and the, so he kind of disappears. He just disappears. <laughs> and when, when, when he's in the future, they reference Helen Hunt as cotton candy. Like you're hanging out with cotton candy. And, you need to get this. Right. and he's like, she is the lead. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so so this, this, this councilwoman is like, you're off the case. Like, we can't have this. We got, we're going to send in some other dude. And she says, 
I am the only council person left because that other person is dead. Like right. we're down to one. Right. But she is <laughs> death's response is like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like I'm on to something. She's like, Oh really? Cool. Yeah. There's yeah, a, great. Helen, they, Helen Hunt's the lead. And yeah. And she's like, she went from like, you're off the case. To like, Oh no, let's do it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can just go back. Um, yeah. She, I mean, her whole, not only her life, her, like half her lineage is in jeopardy. She's <laughs> right. like, all right, like yeah, this, 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 this guy might know. Uh, so they quote unquote, send them back down the line. Down the line. That's, yeah. that's what going back in the past is. And they warp him back in uh, to the the 80s, and he wakes up, and he's in bed with Helen Hunt, right. clearly after they had sex. And she says to me, like, you were an animal. He's like, what are you talking about? So, now, let, here we go. So, let, let's talk about this. So, we learn later on that, we, that when people, when the future people are in the old, the, the ancestors' bodies, they have no, rec- the, the actual person has no recollection. When the person leaves their body... They just kind of come back online. They're like, what happened? So basically, this dude, uh, Death's ancestor. Let's say Steve. Steve, yeah, whatever his name is. He woke up. In mid-sex with Helen. Like mid-sex with Helen Hunt. He's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go with it. Mike, I'm going to tell you this. When you are a future trooper, you got to do what you got to do to get out of it. And if you are not a future trooper, that mentality still applies mm-hmm. that well so this guy he, he it, it would just not be polite he woke up <laughs> mid-sex he didn't know what happened that entire day he just like the last thing he remembers he had just finished having sex with helen hunt he wakes up again about to have sex with helen hunt and it just doesn't say anything he's like let's just go with this mike for someone who went to college this is just cabo all over again this is just what you know uh <laughs> Uh, uh, college kids do on their break. They Man, uh, I missed I they, missed out on the. They have a bunch college. of drinks. You wake up. You're like, I don't know who I'm having sex with, but every, mm-hmm. everyone's okay with this. It's for the greater good. Yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, death, death. You know, he he comes to back in the past. Just again, missed out on the on the Helen Hunt sex, and he's like, every single time, God damn it, he's pretty bummed about that. Yeah, and then I have something on the side that uh, he's watching TV. So she goes to bed. She's like, you were an animal. I'm so tired. And he's like, yeah. ah, screw this. <laughs> so he turns on TV and he's fumbling with a remote control. And it just so happens to see the, the, the Lieutenant that has been possessed by whistlers on TV talking about how he's going to give everyone these IDs so he could track everyone. We could track the homelessness and everyone's going to be safe. He's but- doing a quote unquote, Hobo roundup. <laughs> <laughs> As well, wait, one does. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. One thing about the TV, um, w- while they're in the apartment, he turns on the t- what they turn on the TV, and he sees this old series, and it's Peter Gunn. He sees Peter which Gunn, was yeah, an actual series. They had the Peter Gunn music, and he's enthralled with it because he said, basically, he's saying, "Man, that's a, that's really a great cop." Yeah. In, in, you know, so many words. And I have things. to assume the director wanted that because some of the things the director did early on was he was directing the series Manhunt and he did the series of Mission Impossible, at mm. least in part. I saw that. I didn't see how oh, much. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, not the movie, yeah. but the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, like, I was like, oh, that kind of makes yeah. sense that he'd want this throwback. Yeah. I think I think the Peter Gunn theme was the first thing I learned how to play on bass also. Yeah. So uh, all of a sudden he's like, okay, Helen Hunt, wake up. Like, I know where we need to go. And he just keeps saying, like, where's Skid Row? Like, <laughs> like it'd be like... Hey, like, let's go to, you know, like, fifth, you know, in Colorado, they Colfax. Let's go to 14th and Broadway, you know, Skid Row. Like, she's like, I'll just tell you there. And they get outside and he says something and he's alluding to, like, how do we get a cab? And she's like, we don't have money. 
So she hot wires to basically scooters. And, yeah. and, and that that's the future there. Well, they were motorcycles, yeah. you know, yeah. like kind sheep of. end motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they looked like like um She hot wired them in about three seconds. The, these yeah. one these wouldn't be like the Italian motorcycles no, 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 that you no, see, no. but but in the eighties, Dad, yeah. like it was the same kind of like engine and stuff, but it was like more bulky plastic. Yeah. It just looked kind of yeah. it's super dated now. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine if someone took a nineteen eighty five Casio keyboard and turned that into a scooter. That's yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. A that's, weird that's bulky exactly, plastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so they're yeah they're going to Skid Row because they're looking for. Uh, the other woman's ancestor who is a former baseball player. Right. And mm-hmm. they find out that he is probably there. Yeah, that, that, that he is he's at a turn of luck, uh, which for the worst, he's no longer a baseball player. He's living amongst the homeless in Skid Row and they got to find this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read. So basically they're all their interactions with this guy. The character is drunk. He's like a drunk hobo. Apparently the actor around it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the actor was just super drunk the whole time because there, there are times like where I don't, I don't know if you, if you notice this, like when they, they jump out of a window at one point and he looks really confused and death is like, no, no, we got to go. this way. Like, like, apparently that wasn't him acting. Like this was just a drunk guy. They didn't know what was Yeah. Happening. But they did an investigation first. They talked yeah. to these three. It's Christmas now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they run into these three bust outs mm-hmm. in a hobo village. A skid row. Skid yeah. row. Right. And they, they get the intelligence information from one of these dudes that leads them to a warehouse in a paper some, mill. Yeah. Like yeah. some abandoned paper yeah. mill. Yeah. Like, that's where we last saw this guy. Yeah. That's where you're going to find him. Yeah. And, and she, she, and he wanted, one of the three dudes wanted something in return. And she, she gives him a bag of, uh, uh it looked like a protein bar. I yeah, don't know what it was. A bag of something. I was like, are you not going to even like booze? It was like, it was like airplane peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I, what, what I was a little amazed about was that, the hobo was appreciative of it. Oh, he loved now, it. Now, these guys were yeah. all alcoholics. They were drinking, you know, booze Christmas. and wine. Right. You know? So, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is they would normally say, what the hell are you giving me? This is nothing. That's not what I want. Well, no, I mean, like, drunks love peanuts. That, that's why they have them in the bowls. <laughs> uh, evidently, it keeps, it keeps right? You going. Yeah, I guess it's, you're right. And also, shout out the, the, the hobo that gave him the tip. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he played Leonard from Community. Yeah, week. we've mentioned Community numerous Any community times, and Mike eagle-eyed the hell out of that when we watched it. He's like, is that Leonard? Did you uh, confirm that? I did, That's yeah. awesome. It is actually. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so they get to yeah. the paper mill. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is... There's a, there's a number of issues here. But. Yeah, quite quite a few. Yeah, right. yeah, so we get to the the, the paper mill, and yeah. Death's plan is... It's an abandoned paper mill. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so it's basically just like a, like old concrete and kind of yeah. slightly underground. Yeah. It's definitely like some like ramshackle area yeah. that people have taken over. And Death's like, hey, Helen Hunt, like you go off to the side. I don't want you in danger. He clearly is somewhat sweet on her and is very now even more protective Probably because he doesn't remember ever having sex with her. But, right, he's missed know. out twice now. <laughs> he's, he wants to finally seal the deal. But he feels a kinship that, yeah. that maybe there's a third time's the charm. And he's like, I'm going to go in the paper mill. It's going to be better if I just go stay behind. Kind of simultaneously, we have troopers or cops, like, like modern cops in Los Angeles, sweeping the area because Whistler has been like, you got to find these people, and this is the answer. No, they knew that Whistler knew that it was... That the uh, the, uh, the ex baseball player was hanging out there. I didn't know if he knew it was exactly there didn't, or like the vicinity. Didn't Death say that that we got to get there because he knows. 
I can't remember. Like I, I, I know, I, I, I know. about this? I know Whistler knows that this guy is part of the homeless community. Yeah. I just didn't know if he no, knew no. the exact location. Yeah, because that's why they had the cops. Sweeping. I think my dad's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he tells Helen Hunt, like, it's too dangerous. Like, let me slip in and exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's separate. Right. So the worst uh, thing you can do. So yeah, as right, as he's right. walking around, um, uh, Beth, that is, he finds basically like a cardboard shanty house, and he. In the, first, in yeah, the, in first the one too. Yeah. First yeah. one yeah. opens it up, and lo and behold, there's a baseball mitt. So mm. clearly, it's that guy, and he's not there. Yeah. And the police start sw- sweeping through. So death comes up with this quick plan where he jumps in the cardboard shanty house because he hears the cops coming. Yeah, puts on a hat, and the cops are like, "Are you this guy?" He's like, "What? What are you doing?" And he pretends to throw up, and he's clearly, you know, just not that person. The cops are like. You know, it's not this guy. Like, well, they, they never see his face. Yeah, right. they, but the they one, never, yeah. yeah, they never shine a light. They just yeah. go, "It's not him." Yeah, it's like, not, they walk away. Like, yeah, you you basically see this guy's chin. Yeah, like right. that's all you see. <laughs> like, it's not him. Like, I don't know how like a chin detective. He's but, thrown up. No one has. Yeah, time for yeah, that. we don't want him. But he refers to the cops as troopers. Ah, that's right, Mike. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, the, a cop, one of the cop figures is well, they want two cops to walk away. Yeah. yeah. And well, then, well, well, how about this? Two cops walk away. One cop, I have no, you noted this, I have no, no. idea what happens to the other cop. No, like, what I'm saying though is the two cops walk away and one says, That guy hey, called us troopers. Yeah. He called us troopers. So yeah. God. And, nah, uh, and then we never see one of those cops ever, ever again. again. Right. Like, yeah. Ever. Like right. that guy's like, ah, I'm yeah. going to go home and get dinner. He had no point. So they go back to where he was pretending to be um, uh, the ex-baseball player in the, in the cardboard house he was in. And uh, and death is gone. And yeah. death is gone. So and now now the hunt is on. And simultaneously, we have a hobo baseball booze contest happening. <laughs> uh, that's kind of in the background where everyone's throwing broken bottles and various other things and doing these things. No, what was going on was the the ex baseball player was a pitcher, mm-hmm. and the situation was that one of the bums had a stick that was he was using as a bat. And the ex-baseball player was the pitcher throwing a bottle in place of a baseball. And they went through a scene there, you know, uh, swinging and whatnot. Uh, And they're below, on a lower level than where the previous action in the building took place. And then what happened? Um, I'm trying to figure out how Helen Hunt gets back involved with this. It's kind of choppy in my notes. Um... Does she just come back in? I think she just comes. Uh, she basically in. then I'm gonna assume that she basically just walks in, finds death. They see this uh, hobo oh, baseball. No, 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 yeah, no. Death. You, no, you, yeah, no. Yeah, death gets involved. Uh, the 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 one single cop shows up in transfer form. Yes, that's right. And yes. and, and death Trans- and the cop battle, and then Helen Hunt shows no, up. No, oh, 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 the cop gets the drop. Yeah. On death. Yeah, so yeah. Wait, 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 no, one thing. The cop disarm makes death disarm. Throw it on your gun, right. throw it on your watch. Because we forgot to say right. what when he came back to you know the present time, he told whoever the Q, the James Bond Q of yeah. this movie, hey, uh, could you reload me with that watch and that gun? That would be sweet. And she's like, that you know, down the road I'll do that. And does it five minutes, which why I said earlier, why is she not doing this all the yeah. time? Yeah. Like all of a sudden the the like, little box appears. Yeah, you yeah. could only use the watch once. Yeah. Can you send me a hundred watches? Like, yeah, like right. just keep them coming. Right. Like, why let it? So he has the new watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he has to throw it to the ground. So the cop and, and, gets and, a drop on him. Throw your gun down, away as far as you can, 
and throw that watch away. So then he, the cop says, he, you know, he's, and then his face starts transforming. The cop's face starts transforming, and he's going to kill Death. And all of a sudden, he's got the gun going. He's going to pull the trigger. Yeah. And then what happens? Then we get Helen Hunt. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. And it's like Helen Hunt shoots the transformer. Or trans transfer, transfer, transformer. Yeah, yeah. And and they they tell Ashby, who's the baseball player, you know, your life's in danger. You have to go with me. We need to go to Chinatown. Yeah, right. Why do I need to go to Chinatown? Just follow me, and yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Right. And they immediately run outside, back to the scooters that are hot wired and still on. No, among- you missed the. They fall through the floor. There was a. The cops come into the building. I thought they fell through the floor, and that's where the hobo baseball contest. That's is right. That's right. So that's already happened. Yeah, but then, then, on as they hunt, uh, uh, Helen Hunt and Death fall through the no, excuse me, they fall through the floor. They grab the baseball player, right? But then the lieutenant with the cops are standing yeah, above, above them. them. That's yes, right. and there's yeah. right. Yeah, and now the now the chase is on. Now the cops are shooting at them. They're trying to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then they are able to run outside. Then they run outside. The scooters are still right. on amongst exactly. like five so cop cars. So they're running from the cop. Yeah, exactly right. And, mm-hmm. and no cops are outside. You're Just right. like five cop Abandoned cars. Abandoned cop cars. Yeah, with, with sirens on, doors right. open, like right. my keys in yeah. the ignition. Right, right, right. Like, like what, So what, go what, ahead. Whatever you need to do. I just made a side comment that this little like abandoned paper mill warehouse, uh, tangential to this movie, I just wrote, everything must smell like urine everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just the way it's filmed. I could smell what that place yeah. was, and you need to get out immediately. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, they drive off on their on their scooters uh, yet yet again in, in a in a uh, in an escape mm-hmm. from now the cops that are uh, chasing them, and they decide to split up. And, and as, as my dad <laughs> yeah. said, the as cops are trying to shoot at them as they're yeah. leaving yeah. and falling through. My dad's like, every one of these cops is a terrible shot. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like well, yeah. I noted it's exactly that. If you didn't know this, there's a ongoing. Um, examination that stormtroopers in Star Wars are the worst shots ever. Like, how are these guys never hitting yeah. anyone? You have 5,000 stormtroopers and you cannot shoot Shooting one, one person target, like, right. yeah, 10 feet in front of right. you. Like, yeah. like, what is, what yeah. is going on? Well, that's on? the, it follows suit here. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, what do they, they go back to Chinatown in the apartment yet again? Yeah. yeah. Helen yeah. Hunt gets shot on the way back. And yeah, she, she gets winged. Grazed, yeah, she, she gets, gets winged. Yeah, she's grazed in the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... <laughs> But yeah, they get back to the the apartment. They're trying to sober up uh, Hap or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> Hap wasn't his, or is that the actor's name? No, well, I, no, no, I, well, yeah. well, it's it's Ashby, but Ash. But they make him take a shower because he smells. No, awful. no, no, they throw him in a bathtub yeah. and, and they with call his clothes on, and, and they call him Hophead. Hophead, with his clothes on. With, a, with his baseball cap on. It, that was and they, super gross. And, and they give him a scrub brush yeah. that looks like <laughs> if you were in the Old West and you had yeah. like a tin bathtub, yeah. to, like, <laughs> yeah. like like soaker, that's the brush they give yeah. you. And they're like, yeah. go for it. Well, and they're telling him all this, like, you got to clean up, you got to sober up. Yeah. They're, they're trying to... Now, this guy's been drinking. Oh, this guy is... He's well, totally soaked. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's beyond. Yeah. We but, also forgot but, that on the way over, Helen Hunt's like, hey, dude, I found your watch. He's like, oh, I lost my watch. And she's like... I have it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he steals it. So when they're trying to shower him, right. they roll up his sleeve yeah. and he's got like 17 watches. Take all this shit and, off. And, we, and one of them <laughs> is the damn watch again. He's like, give me my watch. Yeah, and that's where to... Death actually gets really pissed. He's like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's pissed because like he's trying to instill in this guy that like. But the watch was he... on a different floor. <laughs> right. But like that he has to 
he he's like the holder of the future now. Like yeah. he has to get married and have yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like he's the one that that's gonna keep. Every, yeah, he's got to keep the civilization thing going. In, in check. And this guy is like, bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. Yeah, I'm drunk. In, I'm, I'm drunk in real in, life, dude. <laughs> I'm covered in pee. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so so go ahead. They got this. Go ahead. I mean, so uh, okay. So we noted before that uh, somewhere in a conversation, Death tells Helen Hunt, "Here's the situation. You know, I was married in the future. You know, but I had this wife, and yeah. you know, I was fighting some trancers. And you know, I just it's so casually, he's like, you're very casual. Like, I just yeah. used my wife as transfer bait, and yeah. things went wrong, and she's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, what the her. hell? <laughs> so funny enough." Now Helen Hunt is transurbate. Right. She is on a rooftop of this building that she's staying at. And Whistler comes in and uh, she's looking at uh, outside with binoculars. And you think, oh, she's spying. But this is a setup. And she's looking down at who you think. Death is wearing a sweet duster and walking around. And Whistler comes in and, you know, grabs her by like the neck and, you know, from the back. uh, Has a gun and is like, tell him to come up here. Uh, you know, and the person on the bottom ground level who has the duster looks up and it's the ex-baseball player and all of a sudden death walks out. He's like, dude, we trapped you. We knew we were going to trick you the whole time. And this was an ultimate setup. My Finally, my transfer bait worked. Well, he he actually, no. he called him on the phone earlier and was, right. like, yeah. was, like, was like, you can have Meet him. Me. Like, you can yeah. kill this guy. All I want to do is stay in 1984. Right. That's and, right. And bang but, Helen Hunt. But it was still bait. Like, this was yeah, still, yeah, it was, still no, 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 he was still the bait. Yeah. So they have this meat set up, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the duster is below on the street. Helen Hunt is on a rooftop. And Whistler grabs her, right? Yeah, and th- and then Death shows up, and then shows up where on the rooftop. No, wait a minute. Uh, Whistler starts shooting at the guy in the duster. Remember? Then he takes the and 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 the guy in the duster runs and jumps oh, he j- in, j- jumps in the dumpster. In the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he right. just gets he, out of yeah. there. He right. does a front flip <laughs> into the. Right, like right. jump front right. flip, right. and he says something too. He's like, "F this." Yeah. That's why I think I know yeah. that, that, that was the fourth right. one. Yeah, no, yeah. He, so, he, he's out so, of there. So the, the the thing is, it's not death; it's the baseball player, right? Who all of a sudden sobers up and is part of the whole yeah, no. setup. Like now he's in control; he's coordinated. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, so and he's now throwing balls. hear me yeah. out. Maybe they just put some alcohol in the dumpster, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, get right." From point be, A to B, right. this guy will do right. it. This right. guy will do anything right. to get from point right. A. Right, right. Um, but right. yeah, it's a, it's ultimately a setup, and it's a you know on Whistler like, "Ha ha, we got you!" And Death shows up, you know, in the in the from the shadows with his gun. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is great. This parts are oh, great. This, uh, yeah, I, yeah, he's like, yeah, I counted. That was yeah. six shots. Yeah, thinking that the whistler's out of bullets. Helen Hunt is like, bro, it was five. Five, five, right? five and he, right. he takes another pot shot at him. Right. <laughs> so, so whistler grabs Helen Hunt, right, mm-hmm. and tosses that, her off a roof. Yeah, just throws her off the roof. Well, he's confronting. There, there's three people on the roof. Whistler, Helen Hunt, and he's got Helen Hunt by the throat, right? Mm -hmm. And death. And Whistler says, what does he say? He says, you know, basically, I've got you. You love this girl. 
Right. And now I've, and basically I'm going to kill her. Yeah. Like, I mean, whoever, whatever, whatever, those words. Yeah, it was, but like, whatever deal we had is bullshit. Yeah. Like you knew I wouldn't do this. I knew you wouldn't do this. I'm going to make sure your life is a living hell. Like right. it's almost like, so even if I die, I'm going to kill the one thing that you want in right. this earth. But here's, here's the question. He's the Lieutenant of police mm-hmm. throughout the, the whole show. Right. He's got uniformed <clears throat> cops with him with rifles. Probably has but help. now he's mm-hmm. the only one there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was gonna say to add to that, like he probably has, like literally, like sn- like like professional <coughs> trained, like police sniper access. Right. He probably has access to right. helicopters. Right. Like if this is really happening, and this is the Santa Claus killer, right. and they think he's some kind of serial right. killer on the loose. Yeah, I agree with that. And now he's he's the, he's the, now he's doing. So go ahead. Well, yeah. And, and, so he throws Helen uh, Helen Hunt off the roof, and he does have that watch again, and bam, <clears throat> I, the ultimate long second is <clears throat> in play. And good lord, yeah. do we see again those long second? So he <laughs> runs great. past Whistler again, yeah, right. again. Yeah, right. He he could have run right. past Whistler while throwing him, him off the roof, yeah. but instead he takes off his belt and uses the belt as a zip line where he puts it over a wire and goes down to the right. ground to make sure he catches Helen Hunt as she falls off the right. roof. He catches her in his yeah. arms. Yeah. And he's got a lot of time. So ten, like, ten like, seconds. He had he had five seconds to yeah. spare. He could have he at least like give him a cheap shot in the nuts when you're running past. Yeah, him. I mean, just like hold on his pants, shame him, bam. Yeah. So go ahead. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Go for it, Mike. I no no. What happens? What's happening? Well, then Whistler is on the 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 time on the watch runs out. Whistler's on the roof. Oh yeah, that's right. Go ahead. And that's then right. what happens? And then the drunk guy gets out of the dumpster. Right. He, I think he it, now. Wait a minute. Whistler's got a gun. Whistler's right. Whistler's got a gun. Yeah. Yeah. But and pre- he's gonna shoot. But right? pre- presumably he's out of bullets. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was Whistler was was Whistler hanging by the uh, by his hands? Well, so the. Whistler was on the roof, and he, I think he was brandishing the gun. Ashby starts throwing bottles. Ash, no, Ashby, that's my favorite he, part. But he throws he throws one, and it hits him in the face. Yeah, and he kind of stumbles, and then he he falls, and he's hanging from that's the building. That's what it was. Yeah, and then he Ashby throws a Ashby. Yeah, now yeah, he's Ashby, now you got to understand. Yeah, Ashby's in a dumpster. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I, I, and a washed up drunk face ground level. Right, yeah. and this was this is like three on the roof stories, of like yeah. six stories, yeah, yeah, right? And, and he, he winds up. And what does he do? He right? throws another bottle and it hits him in the hand. Right. So the first bottle hits him in the head. He falls. Right. Whistler falls off. He's hanging. And then go ahead. Yeah. And then the second bottle hits him in the hand. That's my favorite. I mean, two yeah. direct hits. Two direct hits. And he, Six stories up. And he falls. He falls into a fountain. I guess. Yes. And I wrote that. He falls into a fountain. And he's fine. He just gets up. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. this sucks. <laughs> and somewhere, all three of us lost track of this. There was originally two vials. We do not know how one broke. Yeah. Or I have a theory now. When he was given the upgrade, remember they sent him a gun and a watch again? Mm-hmm. Did that gun only have one vial? Was there, Did a vial break? I thought break? there was two in there. There was some... initially two. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I'm saying at that moment okay. in time when he opens it up. Maybe he dropped one. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. You know, I, sometimes I, we're writing notes too. I have to confess, I only saw this movie once. and There were yeah. so, <laughs> many, so many distractions that I can't remember at all. But what happened, guys? So... 
they're like, you only have two vials and you could either, you, so the choices were, well, initially it's supposed to be, you give the vial and it's going to cure this guy and Whistler just goes back to nothing. He doesn't have a body to go back to. And they originally wanted them to go back to the body and to go to the court system. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen. Well, yeah, it's not really established, but it's it's kind of assumed that because that his body is dead now that his brain will Yeah, yeah my thought is like, once you kill this, the consciousness cannot float to another thing. Right. And the other vial was to bring him back. Right. And he's like, no. I have to give the vial to Whistler. We got to stop this. So they give it to Whistler, and this and the, the normal person comes back. He's like, "What the hell's going on? Like, where am I? Like, Merry Christmas." But they didn't. Yeah. But but they didn't know. I mean, the question was, which you know, there was only one vial left. Do they give it to Whistler or do they give it to Death? Yes, to bring him back. And and well, Death decides. I'm going to give it to Whistler. We've exactly. Gotta end this. Go ahead. I mean, this is this is the, you're leading up to the. <laughs> yeah, main we're, question. We're, we're in the last thirty seconds. Yeah, of this I, film. I wrote. I wrote. Can't read my Henry Ashby does something. He has some kind of letter. I don't remember. He gives him a letter or something like "Go on." I can't remember. Um, yeah, I don't. And now Jack Death essentially is stuck. <clears throat> and uh, my question is, but the, I, but but he but he Death sticks the vial in Whistler's throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then his now his mind changes. Well, completely. that's what I'm saying. Like that yeah. guy's back to normal. <clears throat> that guy's uh, well. We, we assume Whistler's <clears throat> dead. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who well, is Whistler's not dead. He just goes to a different. His mind is altered. Well, no, no, no. So the human in the 1980s who was possessed by Whistler is no longer possessed. Right. He's and my assumption is since Whistler no longer has a tethered body in the future where his conscience <clears throat> could go to, he is no longer in existence. But that. Body, the lieutenant is alive. The correct, right, like that. Right. That guy is yeah. back. So good. And uh, Jack, <clears throat> Jack Death highlights like I'm stuck. And this is what I noted before. Right. What do you mean? Like yeah. all it takes is someone else to go back and right. shoot him with his trank darts. Right. Exactly. Which we will see in a second. Death is a possibility. He's like, I can never go back. Like he's just like, I can never go back. This is not how it's done. I'm like, <laughs> well, right. it was done. he brought him. Back. I was like, it was, it was done eight hours ago. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, You've done talking? this twice in the right. past day. Right. So then he says he's stuck. He's like, uh, you know, I. I actually kind of, I don't want to go back. I, I actually kind of like it here. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And so uh, <clears throat> Beth and Helen Hunt kiss. Clearly they're yeah. going to try to, you know, yeah. start some kind they're of relationship. <laughs> and so they're kind of in like the throes of passion and right. yay, like things are going. And the last scene we see is McNulty's ancestor, the little girl, kind of peers away from the side, but kind of gives you maybe like almost the audience a nod. I eh, just let this go. Like that's the sense I got. Like you, you could you could argue that maybe that's not the case. But my guess is, mission accomplished. McNulty loves this dude. He's like, just let him live his life. Right. Like I don't know what's going on. And credits roll. Right yeah. then they freeze frame on the little girl. Credits <laughs> yeah. roll, and that's all we got. Um, I I want to go back to the idea that um, there are six of these movies. We've only seen this one, and so Trancers Six that came out in two thousand two. The the premise is. Transfer hunter, uh, oh, transfer hunter Jack Death travels through time and awakens in the body of his daughter. <laughs> now he must save himself wow. and her. So he, the lead is not even in that, but apparently he's in the next four. So it brings up to five. Helen Hunt is in the sequel. Um, that's all I know about this film. And Which sequel? The part two. Helen oh, Hunt yeah. is in part two. Wow. I don't, I don't think she's beyond it, but yeah. So I am totally willing to watch these sequels. Yeah, they they were fun. My 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 only issue with this movie was really like they if they just had someone go over the screenplay sure. and just just tidy it up like a little bit. Exactly. Um, I think this would have been kind of a fun movie. Well, there was some 
aspects of movies such as Terminator oh, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and uh, Blade Runner. And even you mentioned James Bond mm -hmm. earlier, Paul. Uh, but there was a lot of originality, too. Uh, so that's, I, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of possibilities here. And I go back to what I said earlier. I think there was budgetary restrictions sure. uh, that if they had more money, they could have made a better movie. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't need my time travel movies to make too much sense. Right. I'm not really concerned right. about right. that. But, like, there were some just super glaring. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. It, it just, like, someone, yeah. if, if they had punched this up a little bit, I think I think we could have gone yeah. off for yeah. a minute. Yeah, but it, I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anything I can fault it for. Like, I thought all the acting yeah. was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, the plot was kind of goofy, yeah. but it was fun. Um, I do like the lead. I almost... Without seeing the other movies, I almost feel bad for him. I have to assume when we get to, you know, Trancers 5 that this guy's... Oh, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> life is probably like in shambles. Yeah. Like, I'm just working paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> like, like yeah. they, they told me I'd be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. They told me I'd be like, you know, this was going to rival Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future comes out like the next year. Like, yeah. this probably buried Trancers like oh, every which probably. way. But he yeah. was old in this movie. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. when I say old. But just know, like, well, Trancers 5, which, mm. you know... Uh, mm. That Transfers Five comes out in 1994. So this guy did this this series of films for ten years, and then eight years later uh, we get Transfer Six, and he's not even in it. So well, that's let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, movies like this, where are they marketed? I mean, I never heard of these movies. Well, not now. I think you're you're welcome to our podcast, and I don't disagree no, with you. Like yeah, this is no. kind of. So my question is, who watched these movies when they were made? How how did they get their money back? How did they make? I, I part of I, I think this is a super valid question. Uh, you know, part one of my guesses is you know we're in the early '80s, and I, I do feel this is you know when you get things like HBO really pumping out stuff like. Uh, my dad and I lived in, you know, different states with our family. And, you know, when we uh, originally were in Chicago, we had access to HBO and in other areas we didn't. You know, Mike and I actually brought this up in a more recent film that we reviewed. Uh, it was Free Jack, where I was like, oh, I watched this movie at a sleepover. We went to Blockbuster. We rented this. That's film. what I'm but thinking. Mike lived in Maine. And Mike's like, we didn't have that. Like, we had the local video store with 200 movies. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of this. And mm -hmm. that's why... I thought a podcast f focusing on these movies that are like unsung, unheard of, obscure, mm -hmm. et cetera, is interesting because these are the movies I would watch on sleepovers or like TNT in USA used to have like Up All Night. They had these schlocky films, but had fun with it. Like that have hosts that's like, this is ridiculous, have fun, it's midnight. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm like an early teen, so I'm allowed to stay up and I'm not allowed to be out. So this is how it sees movies, but some of these Mike has seen, some of them he has not. Um, yeah, like who saw all these movies? I, I have no idea. No one did. I, I, so I have a question for both of you. How old do you think Tim Thomerson is in this movie? All right, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a legitimate guess because Mike and I have done this before. I'm gonna guess he's 32 years old. <laughs> no, is that? You, are you it's, serious? It's, it's not. It's not that bad. Okay. Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, Mike. Yeah. Well, well, what do you? Uh, how old is he in this movie? I, I, in real life? Yeah. No, when it was filmed. Like, when, 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 when we were seeing him, how old yeah. do you think yeah. was it? Yeah. So how on Hunt again is, I, from what I looked up, my guess is. She's 20. She's 20. Yeah. And then it, we saw, uh, it came out when she was 20. I'm going to say 50. Okay. 
He was born in 1946. So that would make him 38. I'm not that far off. Are you kidding me? I said 32. I said 32. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. This guy. This guy looks older than anyone. This guy looks. I'm saying this. My father. Mike and I have established what our ages are. We don't need to say my dad's age. This guy looks older than everyone in the room right now. That is is correct. He looks like 10 miles of bad road. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He does not look. I mean. It's it's all those cigarettes that he's lighting on. Future cigarettes. Future cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not like the Fifth Element little ones. 46? They're big ones. Yeah. 1946. So, So, yeah. 38. Oh, so he was like 37 when he filmed yeah, it? Yeah, 37. So I'm 30, 12 yeah. years old. I'm 12 years off. Yeah, <laughs> right. Wow. Wow, I like, feel real good with my 32-year-old guests. Maybe yeah. when you're a star in Hollywood, that hard living will take a toll. It must, because, I mean, he is younger than everyone in this room. Like, right, and he looks older than everyone in this room. He looks older than everyone <laughs> in this room. Much. I, 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 much like yourself, I assumed he was like late 40s to 50. I, w- I would have assumed that dad but we've gone through so many movies we're like that, that's we're true like, we have oh my god that guy was that guy was 20 he looks like he's 45 <laughs> so I have another question for you guys mm-hmm. I've seen a few of these movies that were very entertaining uh, certainly B movies low tiered and I found that in some of these movies there were high uh, end actors mm-hmm. in them. Like Helen Hunt? Well, Helen Hunt was just she starting was her career. Sure. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, maybe late in her career in these movies. And it's and it was it's, it's always surprising to see someone that I thought was a high end established actor, mm-hmm. recognized in the business as such. In a schlock movie. Yeah, like so, well, sometimes, Lawrence of Arabia in Phantoms. Oh my God, that was such... That's, wasn't that like his last movie too? Didn't I yeah, like it that? was. That was, like that, that was yeah. such a shame. Um, sometimes I've read that these high-tier actors, once you like win awards or like, get to that upper echelon of you know uh, acting, it's harder to get those jobs. And then you see people take these B-side roles just to pay... You know, their taxes. Bills. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, I was in this movie and I won an Academy Award, but that was 10 years ago and right. no one wants me right. because I said I wanted too much money or I'm particular about scripts. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. And then people are like, screw it. Like we could just get yeah. people well, cheaper. We'll right. just make more money for ourselves. Right. And then you see these people do like these terrible roles. Um, now, I'm not saying anyone in this movie did a terrible role, but I totally agree with my dad that there are these movies that are like, what? <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. you're an award winner and right. then you're like, you're like yeah. one step away from doing serial commercials. You got these <laughs> low-end actors around you, and you say, "What are you doing in this movie?" It is sad. It, it's a, I, evidently, obviously, a rough business. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are you? What, what's the future of uh, the show, guys? What's uh, what are you looking for? What uh, what do you? Uh, what are your expectations well, our, or hopes? Our soon-to-be future, and uh, as people are hearing this, we'll start doing Halloween episodes mm-hmm. and then some Ooh. Christmas episodes. Oh. Um, we definitely, uh, as Mike noted very early on when we started recording, we oh, seasonal movies are definitely our jam. Um, I've said this to you for years. I mean, summer movies, Christmas movies, Halloween movies, this is my wheelhouse. I could watch these movies ton, uh, tons at a time. But I don't know, searching out some of these fun movies. Like, I legitimately had fun watching this movie. Um I don't know if I'd be saying the same thing after Trancers 5. We'll see how that goes. But I I actually have high hopes for the sequel. The immediate sequel, I think, could be fun. Um, Just more of these films. This is something Mike and I have done for, you know, essentially almost decades just without recording. We get our friends involved. Um, 
I, 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 I think there's a lot of writing that has fallen through the cracks. I'm, I'm going to relate. This what do you mean a, by that? Well, I'm going to relate this in another way. Um, the eighties are one of my favorite genres just in general, just, you know, in film kind of my upbringing as a kid, but I am still going back and discovering bands. I've never even heard of from the eighties because there were so many, you know, uh, singles released and everyone thinks of like the one hit wonders of the eighties, but there's all these like notable bands doing things from anywhere from rock to hip hop, electronic, etc. But I feel the same thing with movies. I think maybe part of my anger and not that I'm angry on this podcast, but my anger with the industry is, and dad, we've talked about this for so long. Mike, we've talked about this for so long. There are very few original ideas in Hollywood. It's sequels and reboots and redone sequels, reboots. And some of these films going back, dad, you even noted like there's a lot of merit and creativity in these films. Even if it comes off schlocky, sometimes it's still a lot of fun. There's still like a well of creativity that I'm like, that's cool. That's fun. Like, all right, why aren't people writing these movies? And Seth's like, let's just do the X-Men for the 57th yeah, time with, right. the, with the same people. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's a good yeah. point. I, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, it's, sometimes it's just fun to see a movie that like you haven't seen 45 times already or the same story redone. Again yeah. Yeah. Like again. over and over again. So yeah. yeah, I mean, this was, I mean, yeah, it's time travel and it like, it has parallels to other movies we've seen, but like this was a screenplay that was an original. It wasn't, as far as I know, based on a book. Yeah, not that um, enough. It was yeah. just some it weird was, story. Yeah, I think you're right, Mike. Yeah, and it was just uh, like... That, that's why I, I found it entertaining, because there was some originality. Yeah, uh, and I, that goes a know. long way for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul, you're absolutely right. Sequel after sequel, or, or remake after remake, come up with some new ideas. Yeah. We're, you know, so... I mean, and we, we watch a ton of these films, and yeah, some of them are weird, some of them are... Maybe things we won't, like movies we won't let, always examine, but I mean, yeah, we've learned a lot. Let me ask you another question. Are you restricting your time frame to the 80s? Mm, no. So, good, because I would be interested in knowing or seeing or you guys reviewing and analyzing and critiquing movies from an earlier age. How about the 40s? How about the 30s? What, what you know, uh, different styles uh different cultures could be uh uh uh, 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 uh you know a an opportunity to look at some of these old movies the b movies right yeah. you know a, 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 i'm just thinking about it now you know it had the serials you know flash gordon sure. you right know, stuff like that which was, I, I gave you a shout out in one i said uh i can't remember what episode i was i said i referenced something that was very flash gordon-esque and i said yeah. i hope my dad hears this mm -hmm. he's a huge fan of flash gordon yeah i was and uh look, look at star wars you know they sure. acknowledge that they uh they actually um stole a lot of that uh Borrowed, borrowed. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> borrowed, or a lot of Creatively those ideas. Borrowed. Yeah. Yeah, creative, uh, yeah, borrowed uh, a lot of that from Flash Gordon. And uh, so, and Flash Gordon was really cheesy. Mm -hmm. So when you, you got money poured into a movie like Lucas did, it turns out to be fantastic. Also, you know, I, I mean, it's hard to, it's weird. For a modern film, if like a movie came out in this year, and it was cheesy, I'd be maybe a little irked. Like, ah, I'll watch this. But going back and watching some of these dated films, because there's sometimes dated music, dated clothes, dated language, dated things. And a lot of these movies, I mean, this movie had a serious premise, but I don't feel this movie took itself seriously. And honestly, this is one of the reasons I love these movies. It's just way more fun just to watch it. It's That was just a fun hour and 16 minutes. And sometimes, I mean to slam some of these Marvel movies, 
it's like three hours of like learning about a Marvel character and I'm only half invested. And I'm like, you need to learn the lore. You also need to see 20 other Marvel films to really know the backstory of yeah. this character yeah. and the four other characters and how they overlapped. Yeah. I was like, I just want to have a couple of drinks with my friends, have a good time. If I'm laughing at the movie, if I'm laughing with the movie, whatever it is, we never go in like thinking like this is crap and we're just going to talk shit about this movie. It's more... We'll talk about the cheesy stuff, but we go in with good intentions. I, and oh, a- I th- definitely. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I think this is, uh, for you know, you guys are entertaining yourselves. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's like socializing and discussing uh, a, 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 a movie that you enjoyed. It wasn't, uh, you, you, you guys don't come across as that you with the intention of tearing down a movie. You, you're, you go with the intention of analyzing it the value versus the parts that aren't so good, but it's the idea of trying to figure out what they were doing when they made this movie. And so got- so far, there's only one movie I just honestly didn't like very much. It was uh, Sam Raimi's Crime Wave. I'm a huge fan of the director. It was an early piece of his work. Uh, we did this earlier on. Um, we never saw it, so we didn't go in again yeah. like with like, like bad expectations. Right. We're like, this is gonna be weird. I just genuinely right. didn't like it. I wouldn't right. watch it again. Yeah, it was hard. But a lot of these films, like some we, so it's interesting. So some like Trancers, we didn't know anything. It was like, this looks fun. Let's watch it. Others were like, this is a weird film we haven't seen in ten years. This would be great. Let's rewatch it. Right. But yeah, we've never gone in like oh, I'm gonna make fun of the director. I'm gonna make fun of the actors. Um, I mean, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But we never get went in with those intentions. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want to watch a movie that I know I'm gonna dislike just for the sake of talking about it. There's always at least some anticipation that we're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't work out like with yeah with Crime Wave. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just that that's it's not fun for me to talk about things I don't like. I don't. You know, it's yeah. fun to clown on things that are kind of fun. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this isn't meant to be like a like a diss track. Right, and I say that, like, uh, Dad, if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he directed the new uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I uh, watched he, that on an airplane today, and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he has uh, his notable series is The Evil Dead with mm-hmm. uh, uh, horror genres and other horror films. Mm-hmm. And I really like this director. Uh, and yeah, going back, I, like, I was disheartened, disheartened that I didn't like it. And it was sad, but I was happy I saw one of his early films. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would still watch that guy's films today. I mean, it was like one of his first things, uh, whatever, but yeah, I mean, I thought, I think you guys, again, I raised the idea of going back earlier to fifties. They, there were some great B movies in the fifties and and the forties. And, uh, I think you could have a lot of fun with those. You might want to just kind of investigate a couple of those movies and see if it fits into this program. Sure. I'm yeah. open for anything. Yeah. We will have to wrap it up as we have exceeded even the length of what the film was. <laughs> yeah. by, by, no. Oh yeah. This, by, this might be the first time that the pod has been longer than the movie. Yeah, wow. it's definitely, but Hey, how often well, is my dad here? No, exactly. Yeah. D- dad, I, I think uh, I'll say a couple of words and so we'll make it at the very end, but uh, any last final thoughts on being on a, your very first podcast, uh, transfers being in Colorado, anything that you want to say? I, uh, Enjoyed the whole uh, experience. I w- would have liked to have watched the movie a second time before coming on the show. I was a little um, off on some of my recollections, or at least one in particular. Um, uh, I think this is a great idea. I think this is fun. I think people who enjoy movies should tune in. 
uh, and 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 provide comments to you to uh, moving forward. Uh, I think this is a great idea. Uh, I, I hope you guys continue. Uh, it's obvious that you have fun doing this, and uh, film is a great um, medium uh, in many ways. It reflects the culture of our country and, co and countries worldwide. Uh, most people enjoy films of one type or another, and very often it's a reflection of our, uh, our uh, status in this country and what we think, and, and, and it's an important um, way, uh, a, a, a means of expressing uh, artistic viewpoints. So anyway, this was a great time. I enjoyed it. Uh, next time I'm around, uh, maybe you guys invite me back. And uh, of course, we'll we'll tra go. transfers too. Transfers yeah. too. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So I, I there, there's a movie I'll tell you off air that I really want to want to watch with you. Mike will know what it is in a second. So, so good luck and uh, and uh, I wish you great success. I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll have it next time you're on. We'll we'll pick you up in the Rabbit Troop Sucks jet. I would okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, brought to you by Colorado government and funding. Please. <laughs> right. This was a lot of fun. Sam's yeah. three could yeah. get us a jet. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, Julie thanks Ryan. again, dad, for being on this. Uh, for all of you My listening, uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You could email us at rabbit troop sucks podcast at gmail.com. You could go directly to rabbit troop sucks.com. Uh, let us know if there's any movies that you do want us to watch and review. As my dad said, uh, let us know if there's any movies that inspired you to watch movies. If you have any questions for any of us, let us know. Uh, Denver, Colorado, it's always nice to transmit from you. Uh, we hope you're doing well. And as always, Rabbit Troop sucks. Mm -hmm. It does. <laughs> Adios. Adios.